You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We're talking football with Bengal Jim and friends. We're talking football. We hope this never ends. Jimmy, James, and Tom are back for more. Like Joey B. We're here for season four with Bengal guests and stories not heard before. There's Tony, Mark, and Jamie, as well as our charity, Hootie Nation, join in from far and wide. Every Sunday night, the guys are back at it live. By the fans, for the fans, from day one, it's time to have some fun. We're talking football. With Bengal Jim and friends, we're talking football. We hope this never ends. The Bengal boys stop by to drop the speed. Don't get your popcorn ready and take a seat. Season four, we hope will. And with the Lombardy. And we're live Good again. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Wait, wait. We got a little issue, technical issue. issue technical. Tom, try to sign back in, buddy. Somehow we got some uh, reverb on you there, buddy. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another edition of uh, Talking Football with Bengal Jam and Friends. Our our buddy James is on the other side of the world in Indonesia with the family. Uh, scuba diving, I think, Tony. And then yeah. uh, we've got Jamie, who's got a, a concert venue. He's got a big concert this weekend that he's hosting and facilitating up in Brantford, Canada. Uh, Canada, and uh, Tom's having some technical issues as well. But also, speaking of technical issues, just to let everybody know, uh, we um, having some connection issues between StreamYard and Facebook. So tonight's uh, episode will be on Twitter and uh, YouTube only. So if you're watching right now on YouTube, if you want to ask questions uh, to Mitch Wilcox or be involved in any of the conversation tonight at all, make sure you hit subscribe on the YouTube channel you're on right now. You cannot, uh, they won't let you participate and ask questions and get involved uh, as long as you're not subscribed there. Tom, you good now, buddy? I think I was good before, but we're good to go. We were, we, we got some big feedback there for some reason, buddy. So uh, Mitch is in the room. We've got Mitch here in a couple minutes here. Real quick, the Facebook uh, connection issue tonight. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about the fan of the year, man. There's all kinds of things we're going to hit on here tonight. Uh, one of the things we want to hit on is fan of the year if uh you know it's time to vote it's time to to make your vote uh i've already put my vote in i think everybody on the screen everybody watching knows who my vote is it might be somebody on this screen but uh i've got my vote in for the fan of the year uh i'm trying to look for a logo here but i'm going to give you guys the link right now Uh, again i'm trying to produce this as well uh but here's the the fan of the year but in the chat area if you could i would like you to um again Whoever you think is uh, worthy of that fan of the year, 
I'm putting that link in the chat area right now uh, for you guys to uh, make your vote. And I think, again, not a whole lot of transparency in how that works, right? It's you get nominated, really doesn't matter how many times you get nominated, but you get not, you nominate somebody and the, the Bengals and the NFL go through a process on that over time. And typically around that October time, they announce who the fan of the year is. So uh, good luck, everybody, uh, you know, to whoever you nominate, man. And, and Tom, you, you guessed it, brother. That's, that's my votes in for, for, for Tony there as well. So uh, real quick also uh, the hats from cook sporting goods, guys, uh, the hat I'm wearing with the old AFL logo and a 1968-69 logo, they pre-sold uh, overnight after they posted that uh, over 50 hats uh, pre-order. They, they didn't they didn't order a whole lot of these guys, so these will sell out uh, if they haven't sold out already. But I will also post a link uh, in the area for the hats too. But uh, we got a series of about five of these hats that are going to be issued over about over throughout the season uh, at the end of the day. So. Every hat's going to tie the history, the, that decade, into the, the history of the Cincinnati Bengals in that decade. Everything, something that happened that decade will be tied directly into that hat. 1968 logo, 1968-69 AFL, the American Football Conference, before the Cincinnati Bengals went into the NFL. Uh, Paul Brown's Cincinnati Bengals, Tom, right? Paul Brown, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, the old AFL Bengals in 68 and 69. That was part of being uh, the the merger agreement to be absorbed and uh but yeah that was those were fun teams uh, those those the baby Bengals back then where actually he did fantastic job drafting so but that's for another show yeah hell yeah it is hell yeah it is well let's go ahead and bring mitch on now man uh tom will let you kick off the intro uh here for mitch wilcox one of our Bengal tight ends uh, had a very, very productive year last year and has been with us for three seasons. Had a monster spike in his hometown stadium in Tampa to celebrate his first touchdown that made Rob Gronkowski look like a wimp. But uh, we really thank him for making time for us tonight. And here is tight end Mitch Wilcox joining us. How What's you doing, on, guys? Man? Thanks for having Good, brother. How, How you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Dude, how, how, how damn hot were you yesterday on the field, brother? Uh, it gets, it's pretty hot. I guess I brought the, up the, the hot weather from Florida. Up, up you here. did. You did. Well, hey, man, thanks for being with us, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to kind of throw by. We, uh, just to give you a heads up, the next 15 or 20 minutes, we're going to make you feel uncomfortable at some point. We search far and wide for videos or pictures of our guests. We got some good stuff. All good, all, all clean, right. all good. We're going to have some fun, though. Tom, go ahead and kick all us good. off here. <laughs> well, Mitch, uh, your first question is, you know, for the Bengals and really NFL, any NFL team, the tight end position has really evolved over the last several years and so forth. But here in Cincinnati, first and foremost, what's the tight end room like? What, you know, with uh, Coach James, what are Mondays like? Are, are films painful? Are they uncomfortable? Is there a lot of screaming or is it very level? You know, because there's, I mean, as compared to like the offensive line room or some of the defensive rooms, there's not a whole lot of you guys in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say enough about uh, Coach James Casey. I mean, like he's, you know, he's got it all, us all dialed in all the time. And, you know, he always says, like, he's always given us all the tools that we need to be successful. And, you know, on game days, it's just about us, you know, going out and having fun and, you know, kicking ass. So he's never a, a, a scream guy, yelling scream guy. But, um, you know, he's he's always got us ready to play and ready to go. And, you know, we want to succeed the best we can for the team and for him. 
Go ahead, fire another one, Tom. Go to Tony. Uh, your performances, you know, from all you guys the last several years since he's been here. Certainly it's easy to respect a guy like that with his NFL career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the first time in my career now, I, and since I've been in the NFL, it's my first time having a, a tight ends coach to actually play the position. So, um, you know, he's he's a beast. He was a beast in, um, in the league when he played. And, you know, he's used a lot of that, you know, knowledge that from – real life experience to help us and you know what he didn't know best as a player and how to help us you know succeed tony tony hey <laughs> thanks tom hey uh mitch uh <laughs> so uh one thing that's really cool about you know having these interviews with the players is finding out more and more about them and it's it's amazing how many players we find out has a two or three or even a four sport um background coming out of a high school or college so what I understand, you came from basketball and football. So what kind of led you more towards the football realm instead of basketball? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I just grew up, like, sleeping with a football and a basketball in my bed when I was, like, a little kid. And, like, I played both, you know, as, as much as I could and, you know, just continued to play more and more. And then, you know, I eventually had to have a tough conversation with one of my strength coaches uh, in high school, and he was like, you know, are you going to be a, a football player that plays basketball or a basketball player that plays football? And he's like, you know, you get to that point where it's like, you know, you might need to put your eggs more in one basket than the other. And I kind of like grew up and then like, honestly, like two weeks later, I got my first offer and it, it just happened to be a small school, James Madison. But, you know, it was kind of like that beginning process of like, you know, I can, I can play some ball and I can continue to do this. And, Every year after that, it got more more serious. That like you know, I have an opportunity to play play a lot of football. Well, the one good thing about that is you had some options. So, uh, congrats to you for uh, picking the right one for you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mitch, here's here's what's funny, man. And we're gonna play a quick video uh, here if I can find it quickly. Sorry, our producer's not here. My other guy's in Indonesia on vacation, so uh, we're, we're stuck here. The non tech people doing this stuff here today, but. Uh, it's it's interesting. You got a great story here, and I'm going to go ahead and show this highlight. So, uh, Mitch's uh, touchdown, first touchdown last year, or was it 2020? It was last year, last year uh, in Tampa Bay. We're going to show this video, then we'll come back and talk about it. Thanks. Throws it. Wilcox has it. Touchdown, Cincinnati for the closer. Cincinnati. So, Mitch, we were in that stadium. First half, we were getting our asses kicked, and we were just sitting there just taking it from the Tampa fans the whole time. And you guys came back and beat them, man. But talk about that. First of all, that's your first touchdown, man. Just talk about how that felt, man. I know you've been dying to get in the end zone, man, but how'd that feel? It was definitely an incredible, uh, incredible feeling. You know, I had about like 60 or 70, you know, extended family, friends, uh, at that game, you know, and the, even the tailgate before was even bigger. Um, so just to, you know, score in, in my stadium that I played in college and, you know, to come back, everyone watching, it was just incredible. And like in that moment, um, uh, you know, I slipped on the pylon after I scored, but, <laughs> um, you know, it was like a catch real quick, got to get up to speed. And then, you know, I'm like getting close to the end zone. And I'm like, I'm about to score. And then I, I just kind of blacked out after that. And I was like, well, there's a pylon. But, 
you know, I didn't care. I he was like, whatever, slip on the pylon, I just scored. Like, so yeah, that was actually that was the kind of the, the touchdown there that kind of put some distance between us and the Buccaneers because that first half didn't go well for us. A pretty amazing, amazing comeback uh, that game as well. But the other story, what people don't know, and I don't want to put you too much on the spot here. That was your first touchdown in the NFL. But where was your first touchdown in college at? It was in the same end zone. It was actually, you know, on the other side. But I scored on like kind of like a wide and a wide and go um, in my my first college touchdown in the same end zone, same side. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool, man. And I sorry I didn't find it, man. I didn't start looking for this stuff until too late in the damn day, or I would have found and put that clip together for you. But. Uh, your first touchdown in college and your first touchdown in the NFL, both in the same damn end zone. What are the chances of that, man? That's awesome. Yeah, hard to hard to even like re- recreate it if you like try. But right, you know. right. Tom, go ahead, bud. I mentioned a little bit earlier about how the tight end position keeps keeps changing. I mean, it was it's always been part receiver, part offensive lineman. But in the Bengals scheme and how you see yourself. Where where does the emphasis come to you? Is it per play, per assignments? Uh, you know what 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 do the coaches stress to you the most? Definitely, just um, you know, the the tight end spot. You can be at the point of attack, you know, run plays or the, the forefront of a, a route concept. You know, almost on every play. So it's a very pivotal position. Um, and you know, my, James always talks about us being like sometimes independent contractors like we we got a lot on our plate we got you know things moving and stuff so um for me at my like you know evolution as as my time here i've just they've just asked for you know consistent you know just growth and um consistent you know just growth in the system and and being where you're supposed to be um and just maximum effort and you know tight end you got to hang with the big boys and you got to run with run with fast guys. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty demanding. Tony. So, you know, uh, we always like to learn a little bit about the the player, like we said earlier, but uh, coming from a military background with your family from the coast guard, uh, how was that growing up and, you know, and, and what kind of things did you experience um, having that kind of a family um, background? Yeah. I mean, um, just the, the military background growing up, um, a lot of structure, a lot of, you know, discipline, um, a lot of like lessons about respect and stuff. My, my father, um, was in the coast guard for 41 and a half or so years. And my, uh, grandfather was a Marine. So I had a lot of structure, a lot of, a lot of teaching lessons from them and, you know, but I've used that and it's kind of molded me into the, the man I am today. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right, so I got a picture here, uh, Mitch, and I, you're going to kill me for this one. I'm just telling you that right now. But we need to know why this hat was worn. If it was because of the Reds, or was you just a you you know a Bulls fan at the time? But here you go, brother. Just uh, this is Mitch. Mitch, how old were you here, brother? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say probably about like six or seven. Six or seven. It's a it's an old uh, it's an old USF like Bulls hat that like you know rowdy college fans like where at the game and you know i found it one day when you know me and my cousins were swimming in the pool and i just threw it on and you know not even knowing you know later on in my life i would be a usf bowl that's cool we gotta send that picture to the Bengals. haven't put that damn thing in the jumbo trial when you score a touchdown <laughs> next <laughs> that'd be great go ahead tom so uh, mitch 
somebody that you know everybody in Cincinnati does focus on is Joe Burrow. What's he like to work for? Is he like an extra coach? Is he demanding? Is you know what is what does he ask of you guys, and how do you guys communicate with him? Oh man, um, he's you know at all times he's like the smartest guy in the room. Um, he's dialed in. He's laser focused. Um, you know, there's never any lack of confidence ever with him. Like he's, he knows exactly what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. And he's always playing, you know, on the field, the game within the game, you know, picking up on things. He sees, he sees us so much and, uh, you know, he's elite, elite. So, um, you know, when he talks, you better, you better be listening because you don't want to miss something that he's, you know, picking up on. Tony, got another one? Yeah, so uh, recently you just got re-signed with the Bengals. So what did that feel like or, uh, you know, what kind of accomplishments do you have uh, to go forward for this year? Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't want to go anywhere else. I wanted to be back here. I'm emotionally invested, you know, I'm all in on, on the Bengals. And, you know, we, we got unfinished, unfinished business and uh, wanted to be back here. So uh, excited to get to work. Um, so, yeah. Good stuff. Tommy, got another one? Hey, real quick before we, Tommy, fire out there. Again, remember, if you're watching on YouTube right now, our connection didn't uh, work with Facebook tonight, so everybody went to YouTube. Uh, it will not allow you to ask any questions unless you subscribe on YouTube right now. So we're going live to YouTube and Twitter right now. Any questions you have for Mitch, pop them in there. I'll try to get to a few of them before uh, he gets off the uh, the pod here today. Go ahead, Tom. Now, Mitch, you know, we all know what the focus is after the last two years and the feeling. What is the feeling in the locker room? Is I mean, is it is it truly a Las Vegas or bust mentality? I mean, we all know what we're capable of. You know, we've been so close, and you know, I feel like the last two years just goes to show how fine the margin of victory is. You know, and how close it can truly be in in any game, in any game. And um, you know, that's our goal. You know, we we know it. Everyone knows it. Um, but I mean, we have that confidence, like. We, we know what we're capable of. We know the type of players we have. And, you know, that we're not going to sugarcoat it. That's the goal. Right, right. But we all want so to Mitch, Yeah, Mitch, so, uh, you know, big question. Man, I, I, I asked ask the hard-hitting questions here in the show, as you can tell. Um, so, <laughs> favorite uniform, man. What's your favorite combo, man? We get uh, we get a lot of different uh, answers from the players when they're on, man. Definitely the, the icy white bangle. I mean, the, the, the white <laughs> The white helmets, you know, all all white. It's got to be the best. All right, that's awesome. That's that's obviously the most popular one right now too, with the fans as well. Obviously, um, yeah. so I know you haven't been here for ten or twenty years, brother, but you got to feel a little different when we play uh, divisional games, man. So the AFC uh, North is one of the toughest, if not the toughest division uh, in the NFL. But I mean, they're all difficult. We got to respect all these guys because they're that damn good, man. But uh, which team do you just have a little bit more of an edge on? Just one you don't like more than the other in our division. Which one? Which team would that be? I mean, I don't want it to sound cliche, but like you know, I I, I would say it'd have to be the Browns. I mean, if you look at the last couple of years, like they've been like tough games. And, you know, when we went up there, um, you know, early early in the season we played up there, uh, it, it didn't go so well for us, and you know. Um, they were kind of getting after us a little bit and, you know, we were feeling like we owe these guys and, you know, it's not to mention, you know, the, the, the pride that's at stake and, you know, between the fans, you know, they, these 
diehard bands, fans on both sides. Um, you know, it runs deep. So um, it sounds cliche, but I'd say the Browns. Do, do you ever get uh, – I know Paul Brown and Mike Brown back in the day they would always have the speech – uh, about the history between Cincinnati and the city up north and that tie and everything. Has that happened since you've been there at all, that, that conversation, at least uh, sharing that history? Yeah, I, I would say each each uh, Browns week each year, like it, it they, they bring up a little bit of that history and, you know, to like, you know, remember what we're playing for and, you know, just the, the history of the game. Um, and they, they keep that alive. And I think that's, you know, that's great. Good stuff. Tony, you say you had another one? Yeah, so uh, Mitch, uh, tell us something about yourself that no one else would know that's watching this show. You know, what do you like to do? What, you know, what do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? Just something, um, you know, kind of out there that uh, people just don't know about you. I would say I'm, I'm pretty good in the kitchen. Um, you know, I, I cook a lot. Um, I cook a lot of steaks, but, um, you know, I'm pretty well, uh, well versatile, I would say, in the kitchen. And, and you know, I... I cook a lot. I actually, uh, my first two years, I um, cooked Thanksgiving for a, a group of guys on the team, some practice squad guys, you know, threw down, ended up being a hit. They came back the next day for, you know, seconds, thirds, you know, <laughs> leftovers. So um, a, a couple of guys on the team know about it, you know, and every time, like, I post something or something, they, you know, they're they're seeing, like, what I'm doing in the kitchen. They're like, you're, you're like that, so <laughs> – Making sure you're following the protein and everything that you need to oh, keep yeah. your body healthy, right? Definitely. <laughs> so, Mitch, I got to ask a question. I'm going to tie it into a conversation we had Sam Hubbard a, a few weeks ago. So, what, what's your pizza go to? What's your pizza topping go to? I would say, you know, just pepperoni cheese or like meat lovers. I'm, you know, big, big, you know, a meat eater, carnivore. Normal, normal. Sam yeah. Hubbard, it's cheese pizza. That's it. And dips it in ranch. So if you see him, just mess with him about that. Tell him, yeah. tell him when you were a kid, you used to eat cheese pizza too, man. You know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh man, uh, here's a question from uh, from Paul asking a, a question about what's your what's your favorite music to listen to, man? Oh, I'd say that's tough. You know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty well versed in music. I've got like a playlist for everything. You know, there's, you know, we listen to a lot of hip hop, rap in the locker room and, you know, before games, that's, that's pretty much, pretty much the vibe. But, you know, I have like a early 2000s rock playlist. I've got like a, you know, I'm a Florida guy. I got like a beach playlist, like a little, you know, island reggae type. So, you know, it doesn't really doesn't matter. I love, I, I love all types of music and, you know, pretty much listen to everything my my sister's big in the country i just went to luke combs in tampa so um you know i love it all yeah gotcha gotcha tom keep firing away buddy so uh this season with the heat and everything else and uh now another new quarterback coming in is there a you know feel you know you know what the schedule is you just mentioned the browns is, is there an emphasis already to get out to that fast start on the road, a very tough division game in week one? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I feel like we got didn't get off on the right foot last year early on. And, you know, um, you know, Darren Simmons, you know, our special teams coordinator was definitely emphasizing on, on getting off on the right foot and, you know, starting fast and, and you know, never looking back. Got it. we got a good question here from Andrea. Um Asking, uh, do you have any pregame rituals? 
Uh, I wouldn't say any like rituals. I would just say, you know, I have a stick to routine, you know, and if I have like a really good week or, you know, things went, went really well for me, I'll try to just recreate exactly what I did, exactly what I ate, you know, how I taped my wrist that week or, you know, you know, if I wore white socks with orange cleats or something, something like that. But however it went well last time, and if it doesn't go well, then I'll, I'll scrap it. But, uh, not nothing really super uh superstitious you know but do you does your family your uh mom and dad and the family they try to get to a lot of games home and away man they i they've been going crazy you know trying to make every game um you know i knew the weather was gonna be bad when we played new england um on christmas eve and i was like guys like you know i i know that you guys want to be there but it's gonna be logistically crazy if you guys try to go to this game well they went you know we had a great you know night before the game you know nice dinner it was you know nice visiting with them right before christmas but boy did they pay for it on the back end you know they were they were basically stranded the next day they, the, the only thing open you know within like a 12 hour drive anywhere was like one subway and like in a couple gas stations. They just were like, they were paying for it, but you know, they're diehard fans and I, I love the support from them and, you know, can't ask for anything more than, you know, a great, you know, family that supports me. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's awesome. Tom, go ahead and fire away one more. Uh, inside getting back inside the tight end room. Who is the guy that lightens the mood who, you know, may have the funny quip, make everybody laugh and can get away with it in front of coach. Ooh, you, you know, like it's, it's kind of like a sanctuary, like pretty much anyone can, uh, you know, say, you know, with, say what we want to. And, you know, and, um, but we keep it light, you know, we talk about current events, you know, a lot and things going to happen in the world. And, um, you know, I, I would say uh, me and Drew Sample and Devin Asiasi, you know, are just, you know, bantering about, things going on and crazy stuff happening. So, um, you know, it, it stays light, but you know, once we have a couple minutes, you know, talking about a few things, then we get to work. All right. So the other side of the ball, I mean, you're playing, you're practicing against these guys every day, right? So who's the guys, the biggest trash talker, having some fun messing around with you the most on defense. I know there's some guys over there on the other, other side of the ball. I know, uh, BJ Hill can talk a little bit and Trey Hendrickson and all those guys, uh, love talking with, the, talk about that defense and some of the funny stuff you've heard to see what you're able to PG 13, by the way, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, they're, they're big talkers, but you know, they for sure can back it up. I mean, there's so many great players on the other side and, you know, I'd say BJ is a big talker. Uh, Von Bell last year and you know, a couple of years, you know, he's been a big talker, um, you know? Um, oh, and, and Trey Hendrickson, you know, Trey Hendrickson, First day he even got here, you know, he was, you know, setting the tone. Uh, so he, he likes to, he likes to get after guys, but you know, he, you just gotta, you know, play into it, you know, <laughs> and you gotta know when to, to shut it down against him. So, <laughs> so it's part of the game, man, again, getting in your damn head, man. And, and it's funny, you know, all these years, I really didn't understand how big of a trash talker Trey was. And there was a, uh, Trey made the top uh, 175 out of the 100 NFL uh, players this year. And that video clip that the NFL did was very good because several of the players, opposing pl uh, players, actually talked about Trey Hendrickson's trash talking. So. Oh, well, yeah. Brother, he, uh, he, he loves it. He loves it. All right. So I guess last question for you, buddy. Uh, 
Uh, I know you hang out in town a lot, and I know you have to spend some time with the family outside of football here in town. But what's kind of a, a go-to place for you here in Cincinnati to have some fun, man, just uh, just to get out, eat, eat, whatever? What's the establishment you hang out maybe the most? Mm, that's, Don't that's give away where you hang out. Don't give away where you hang out. I'm sorry. Just kind of yeah. what's your kind of go-to place? <laughs> oh, no, all good. You know, um, you know, a big, big food guy, big foodie. Um, but I would say uh, Waltz, Waltz. Wall touching post, you know, good People, spot, sneak, you know, sneaky, sneaky good, man. You know, it's it's sneaky good, you know, it's kind of out of the way, you know, like not everyone knows about it, you know, it's a, it's a good, it's a very, you know, solid go to, um, you know, they usually have a, a, a bison ribeye or bison um, fillet bone in uh, special, and you, you kind of have to ask for the special, but um, it, it's a, it's so good. I actually went right before camp started after I getting back into town. So it was great. It's a great spot because we took Tom there not that long ago, and uh, we all ordered escargot, their snails with the garlic butter. Tom would not touch it. Tell me you had some, some snails. Come on. I did the other night. I, I was kind of joking with my girlfriend. I was like, you want some you want some snails? And she was like, heck no. So um, <laughs> you know, all good, though. Yeah, It's good you're dating a woman with some taste. Yeah, the Walt's, Walt's is incredible. All all the foods there, the appetizers, everything else. Just I'm not a snail guy, so yeah, everything's great. Well, Mitch, brother, we appreciate your time, and it means a lot, man. It's kind of it's cool to watch you've been playing for the past few years, and then I mean, I mean, you used to light up UC, man. I used to watch the, a lot of these UC games, but you had some big games against the Bearcats, man. Here in Cincinnati, I know I watched that day. I was at that game, damn game. You killed us. Um, but it, it's really cool, man, to see you working your ass off, right? Uh, and then to get re-signed. I mean, the Bengals probably had you on there and wanted to re-sign you, man. It's, it's, it's good to have you back, brother, back in the fold. Uh, you know, make this damn squad, and let's let's get the Super Bowl dub this year, brother. But we appreciate you so much for being part of this, and uh, I, I love it, man. I just love that you guys are able to come on. Come on. We've had uh, the past month, man, uh, you know, uh, we've had uh, Corey Dillon, an old Bengals player from the 90s and early 2000s. You probably know who Corey Dillon, Sam Hubbard, uh, who do we have last week? I'm losing track, guys. Teddy. <laughs> no, Teddy Karras. Jesus Christ, that guy's crazy. He's funny. Teddy K. Yeah, Teddy K. Man, we, nice. you know, we, you, man. It's really cool for you guys to interact because what people miss, like in the the media interviews, man, just like the local news stations, they miss this type of stuff. Man. They don't get to know the player. It's just more, uh, you know, how the game go and that type of thing. But we yeah. appreciate you being part of it, man, and fan you getting the. Letting the fans get to know you a little bit better, buddy. And we appreciate it. We'll be down there every game, home and away. Uh, we'll be in the stands for you, buddy. So we'll see you this year. Good luck, man. Awesome. Thank you. Mitch, thank Thanks you. for having Good me. Luck. Good day, Mitch. Good job. Good day. Good day. <laughs> he was good, man. I wish I could have found that video of him catching that touchdown for South Florida. Same damn end zone. That's crazy. Mitch is off to hydrate and get to bed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's go. We got a bunch of other stuff to talk about. I think, hell, I think we go right into uh, Saturday. Welcome back. Yeah, yesterday. Welcome back. Uh, we got a lot of pictures here. Let me uh, share some of this, some of these pictures here. Uh, we had a, a, just a quick little get-together at the Blind Pig, and we packed that place out. Uh, most everybody filled up the place so much they went into O'Malley's, which is connecting to the Blind Pig. But we had a great time, man, and a great turnout, packed house, uh, just a, a bunch of good folks looking could not wait to get back together again. We went into the stadium and and had a good time. Massive crowd. Tony's hair sticking up there. I forgot to. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, but it was so hot. It was blistering hot, man. But what a great turnout. And and, and I what I love about that particular day, uh, the welcome back day is uh, it might be 40% kids. I mean, I'm talking, there's so many kids and I just love it. And, and every one of them were wearing a Bengal jersey of some kind. It was so fun to see it. Um, and it was kind of cool to see. Tom, what was what was your take on a take yesterday? Well, it, it first first on your comment there, between the the attitude and what the organization has done the last several years, and that's you, know, you bring in the not just great players that we've brought in, but the type of men they are. Uh, the next generation of Bengal fans are set up, and that is so great to see. I know Jimmy, you and I used to talk about that, but it is it is so great to see the knowledge and enthusiasm that's being passed on to the next generation of Bengal fans. I think what really sticks out more than anything else on a brutal day, I mean, a brutal, borderline unhealthy day, almost the type of day where a doctor gets on the radio and says, if you have air conditioning, stay home. <laughs> there were, what, what would you say, close to 30,000? I mean, what, what's the lower bowl? They, expe- they expected 30,000. I think there were a few no-shows without – you know, Joe Burrow not being there in the heat, I think they expected maybe more no shows. But I'm telling you, it, it was that lower bowl was pretty filled. Well, some at one people point. In, in my end zone, the north end zone, where there's shade, stood in the back and watched in the shade. They did not go down to their seats. So, but, um, you know, and that happens, you know, frequently with the weather. But, uh, you know, I mean, what a statement. Right at 30,000 people to come out for a practice. I mean, there, there, are, there are sporting teams anywhere in the United States that would be thrilled with 30,000 people for a game. 30,000 yeah. people came out for a, a practice where their superstar player didn't participate. Right. So I, I think it shows the enthusiasm and the expectations the city has for these guys and, uh, you know, what, what they have given back to the city. Yeah, and, and just being out here with Tony and rest of our, you know, tailgate fam, I mean, Tony couldn't walk two feet without a kid just either – Kids do one of two things with Tony. When Tony is all ponied up and everything, right? They're either like full blow running towards Tony or they're hiding behind mom and dad's leg, just looking around and, and pointing to Tony because they're kind of somewhat uneasy with it. But it was just fun watching the kids interact with Tony yesterday, too. So you couldn't go anywhere. So you couldn't go two steps without somebody. Yeah, like- yeah what you guys are talking about with the kids and the amount of kids that were there, um, you know, sporting the jersey and. It's, it's our future fans. I always say that, that it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome to see the parents taking them out there and having a good time. And, and, you know, I'm a big uh, proponent for the kids. I, I hand out my tigers, my stickers. We ran out of everything, um, just handed it out to all the kids. So it was great. And to Tom's point, you know, talking about the fans and who was all there, um, Zach had a very good, uh, you know, couple minutes there talking about, you know, this is a practice and look at all you guys that are here to attendance. So, um, and one more note, just about the the overall experience. Uh, the Bengals did it upright, man. They had all these activities with uh, balloons, uh, face paint, um, the ruins. You know, the Bengals who day was all there. It was a lot of great activities to do um, during the practice that everybody enjoyed. So that was kind of cool as well. Yeah, and it was you know we we had the pre event, pre game of pre practice event. We had the practice. We went to go to try to grab something to eat. We couldn't find anywhere to get in under an hour wait until we walked across the bridge. Uh, and, and had some dinner at uh, Smoke Justice. Uh, then from there, I was ready to go home because I was exhausted, but I had some other friends that wanted to meet 
uh, down at uh, Danger Wheel down at OTR. Awesome event. So Trish and I go down to Danger Wheel down there, hit a couple other spots. Then we wind up in Newport at uh, Getafest. And you're not going to believe who I ran into. I ran into Sean Watson. Uh, got a picture with Deshaun last night uh, at Getafest down in Newport on the levee. Uh, really good dude. Uh, but, you know, um, yeah, I'm in trouble for that one, by the way, guys. I, I, I got, I'm getting a lot of DMs <laughs> on that one. But Did he have a lot of trash talk for you? Yeah, you know, he didn't smell very good, I can tell you that. But uh, but it was a great day. It was hotter than hell. It was a great day. It was a lot of fun. I mean, everywhere you went downtown in northern Kentucky, Covington, Newport, people were wearing Bengals stuff because they were all – they filled up downtown in, in New, oh, northern Kentucky God. after the scrimmage, after the practice. It was a tremendous, tremendous day for so many businesses and everything yep. downtown. Uh, yep. You know, it shows the power. It's, it's – I'm telling you, when this franchise is winning and, and riding high – and has the type of men that has playing for it and representing it. There's in my lifetime, there's been nothing like it in Cincinnati. When the Bengals are winning, the the passion, nothing comes close. Yep, and uh, you know, it's it's great to see and feel. And it's not going to be easy out of the gate. It isn't going to be easy having to go to Cleveland and then have the Ratbirds week two. But uh, let's hopefully let's let's keep things rolling. And uh, you know, we've been asking the guy. We asked Ted. We've asked Miss. What's the goal? Where are we going? And, uh, you know, the goal is, is very clearly Las Vegas for that big game and to win it in February. Yep, yep. Let's go over also some of the renovations that were rolled out by uh, Caroline Blackburn um, this past week. So I've got pictures here. As we go through, you two can kind of add what you want here. But uh, the Bengals dumped $20 million of their money, not taxpayer money, their money uh, into the stadium uh, for upgrades. So I'm going to go through these pictures, man. And I, I mean – we were walking around that stadium yesterday looking for some of the upgrades. You can see the beginning, you know, getting ready to get started on some of these things. But, uh, you know, it's, I think there's a, I think there's up in the canopy area, yeah, canopy crazy area up here in the end zones. Uh, there's, um, they're extending the amount of LED lighting uh, in that upper deck up there. Uh, there were not, there was not LED up there before. So they're adding that up there, all new LED boards, uh, new signage all around the stadium. Looks like a new bar. Different images here. Probably most of you guys have seen this, but just kind of resharing them. There were the ruins to get your picture taken in front of. We hit that thing yesterday as well. Um, but just a lot of fun stuff to continue to build on what they've already done with the fan experience at Paycor Stadium, guys. That's that's some cool stuff, man. Yeah, we uh, we actually experienced the uh, self-serving um, stations. You know, do the kiosk, grab your drink, food, whatever. So some of that's already in place, and it was convenient and quick. So they're looking at trying to get the lines down as well. Yep. Yeah. This, I, you know, the I went up. And, I went up and Go ahead, Go ahead Tom. Jim. Sorry. You no, know, the franchise continues to stay ahead of of the mark. Uh, you know, and have everybody else. Um, you know, anything that can be done to improve the fan experience, they're really in tune with that. They want to know what we think. And they're doing anything and everything they can to make game day a better experience for us. But of course, the main focus is on the field. Yep, yep, good stuff. Uh, let's talk about Joe Burrow for a little bit, guys. Cannot have uh, this episode not talk about uh, you know Joe Bur- Joe Burrow's injury. So I'll kind of toss that one to you, Tom. I mean, again, it's a calf strain, is what they defined it as. Um, and, and just like any NFL team, not just the Bengals coaching staff, they're not going to tell you he's going to be back in a week and a half, eight days, whatever. <laughs> Uh, they, they kind of leave that open-ended, right? So 
I, well, I Joe's think be okay. it's yeah, he is, but I think the, the first thing we have to click on here is a criticism of you personally, uh, because I had just gotten out of something at work and was calling you and you were the one that told me and did not care one bit that the left side of my body went numb and I was having horrid chest pains. Uh, when you said, you know, told me to Joe Burrow him and, you know, cart it off. So, yeah, thank you for caring. Um, you know, as I told you I had that and then, then hung up, you, you didn't do a thing. But nonetheless, um, you know, it sounds like it's going to be okay. Um, I think it's going to be a month very similar to the injury Sam Hubbard had late in the year, last year, and he missed. I want to say he missed two games and was limited one. And he said it's it's the kind of injury you can feel well into the future. So you want to be sure that Joe is completely healed. It wouldn't shock me if we don't see him in pads and suited up till the preseason games are completely over. But keep in mind, after that last preseason game in Washington, the team has another week of practice, then the week of practice to get ready for the Browns. So at that point, if he does that, it will be well over a month, and, and they're not going to put him out there if there's a chance of him getting hurt and jeopardizing the season. So, um, you know, I don't know. What did you guys – did you think we were going to see a lot of Joe this preseason, maybe a series in three games, maybe? Uh, you know, I don't think we're going to see the starters that much. Zach just simply does not like to do that. So we'll get him healed up. And, uh, you know, it's not like last year where you know, the poor guy was fighting for his life. Um, but he'll he'll be back, and I think we'll be fine. I like what uh, somebody you know, quietly put out from an undisclosed source uh, inside the Bengals, and they said, keep those Las Vegas tickets. So, you know, it sounds like uh, it's going to be okay. We dodged a big bullet full speed ahead. And, and so Bengals social media, Tony, was hilarious, right? Like everybody, they literally said, hey – uh, stop! Stop telling us that you're you could you're going to donate your calf to Joe Burrow. That's not how it works, <laughs> right? The Bengals had to tweet out because everybody was willing to donate their leg to to get him back on that field, and you know, and everybody becomes an expert too. You know, you hear um, all the all the snips of uh, everyone saying, "Oh, that's just two weeks. That's three weeks." But uh, I'm with you, Tom. Whenever he comes back, he's going to come back, and the Bengals won't put him in a position that's going to you know uh, foreseeable in the future hurt us. So. I think he'll be back. He'll be stronger and better. And, uh, you know, look to what happens last three years. You know, he struggled in the in the training camp there and came out and did what he did in the regular season. So I, I'm not worried. I, I think he'll be fine. To, you know, you have the, the naysayers and uh, the, you know, sadistic members of uh, maybe the area hoping otherwise. But I, I think he'll be fine. And, uh, you know, and, and on that note of, of what to do, uh, I did not call an offer my camp. I did call an offer Jamie's calf. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, they, they, for some reason, they turned it down. And, and, you know, kind of build on a Joe Burrow conversation. Got a couple more topics we want to hit on here. But the Joe Burrow contract, guys, uh, you know, we're going to go from, you know, timing on this thing is really strange, right? There's play, certain players that wouldn't even be on that practice field until this contract was worked out, right? So we're going to go from – uh, the poverty franchise, right, is what the you know the the national narrative is, and signing Joe Burr for maybe the biggest quarterback con- biggest biggest contract in NFL history potentially coming up here very soon before the season starts. Channel all of a sudden some of the uh, opposing fans uh, being very smart about, oh, you guys are stupid for signing for Joe Burr for that much money. You're not going to be able to afford other players. You can't win. Fan base fans are always going to find something to, to to get on you about. But go ahead. 
on that note, just just so I understand, so the Bengals just spent twenty million to improve the fan experience at the stadium. Check. We're pretty confident that Joe Burrow is going to become the top paid player in the history of the National Football League. The history of the National Football League, sometime within the next couple of weeks, you know, maybe later in the month, but sometime during the month of August. And with that, they're going to do a you know full effort to get T. Higgins and Logan Wilson. But they're cheap, and they don't pay their players. And they don't spend money. Okay. <laughs> hey, Let, it, you know, Let that narrative go. Let if that you're stuck go. in the 90s working in local radio, that's great. Good for you, but whatever. <laughs> oh, and I, even that, it, it's the fact that the, the players that are playing – are also wanting to be with his Bengals team. You got Mixon who's restructuring his quarterback. You got Trey who's doing an extension. So it's a whole team effort and an, an office effort. So they're doing a great job. So yeah, good point, Tony. Good point. Trey Henderson contract was a big deal too, man. Get him another year under the belt here for us. He's needed. Um, and the way they structured that freed up some more cap space because you can tell what they're getting ready to do here in a little bit. Very soon. Very soon. So let's hit on Canton. Let's talk about Canton. Big week coming up here, guys. I know me, Tony, and Tom, and a big group of us, including a lot of you, are going to be up in Canton, Ohio this week. Um, guys, I knew uh, we've got a Pro Football Ultimate Fans Association event going on up there Friday. Uh, some stuff we're doing, uh, tailgate that evening. But Saturday, let's just talk about Saturday, Tom. Go ahead and uh, lead us off. Well, I know uh, we will be meeting very early in the morning to lead, be in the parade. You're driving, are you not, Jim? The Bengal the, the, the uh, tailgate van will be redecked out with some very cool Ken Riley graphics on it. Uh, we will be either in front of Ken Riley's family or in back of Ken Riley's family in the Hall of Fame parade. So that's early Saturday morning. And, and guys, I'm telling you, until 2019, I really didn't understand how big of a deal that Pro Football Hall of Fame parade was. It is, I'm not going to say it's a, the Thanksgiving Day Parade, but it is it is big, very well done, very professional, big floats, the whole nine yards, man. But that's early Saturday morning. Yeah. So with the, with the weather we've had, uh, yes, we'll be in the parade Saturday morning, backing Ken Riley, bringing attention to him. As you just heard, Jimmy will be driving in comfort. Tony and I will be sweating our tails off, uh, walking behind it, you know, sucking in all the exhaust. But nonetheless, <laughs> what, what what's the matter? There's no AC on the bus, guys. I'd rather be outside with you guys. <laughs> You'll have your wife there with a mister. But the most important thing that whole day is that afternoon, Tom. Talk about the induction ceremony. Yeah, I, I believe Ken Riley goes second of those that are being inducted this year. And it's, you know, if you can make it up, please try and make it up to Tom Benson Stadium just outside of Canton, uh, the second Bengal to ever go in. Uh, he had a Hall of Fame career. He should have been in long ago. We're thankful it's now. Uh, you know, the, the bad part of this is that Ken himself, who passed away a few years back, unexpectedly won't be here to enjoy it. But uh, it's been an honor, I know, for me, and I can speak for all of us, to get to know his family, in particular uh, Ken Riley II, who will be there uh, giving the speech. His mother will introduce him. And then uh, he will give the speech. And, and I'll tell you what, the apple does not fall far from the tree. They are every bit as strong, intelligent, and classy as, as their dad, uh, Ken Riley. So 
But, uh, you know, to play the difficult position of cornerback for the number of years, I mean, you have to figure Ken Riley, look at Jimmy and my hat. That was the logo when Ken Riley joined the Bengals as a rookie. Yeah. He retired after a trip to the Super Bowl, you know, in the modern era, playing on AstroTurf and so forth. But, you know, second most interceptions from the cornerback position in the history of the game, history of the National Football League, I should say. And, you know, it's a very special occasion. It's a very big deal in the day of the sports history of this city. And uh, truthfully, as, as much as we've talked about it and everything else, it deserves a lot more hoopla than, than he's, he's getting. But uh, he's finally getting his bust in Canton, and it is so long overdue, and I'm thrilled for his family. Yeah, we're with you, man. We're with you. Uh, uh, the, the program for the Hall of Fame, you can actually buy down uh, at the Bengals Pro Shop, right? And it's the same program that will be up in Canton for the induction ceremony. And there's four or five pages. Um, I got the book upstairs. I should have brought it down here. Uh, but Ken Riley, <laughs> it's some good stuff. You know, the, the headline there is Ken Riley. Nearly 40 seasons after his final interception, he's the perfect pick for Canton. Overdue, uh, but definitely a, a perfect pick. They got it right. Uh, they got it right in that comment for sure. But you, you nailed it, Tom. I, you know, I think a lot of people were asking, it, again, Mrs. Riley, Ken's wife will be doing the introduction to Ken Riley the second and Ken Riley the second will be doing a speech uh, on behalf of his dad, man. So uh, we've talked about it many times before, man, this, this stuff affects the players families as much as it does the players, if not more, man, but very happy for this family. Uh, just a class act uh, all the way around the entire family. Uh, so there's still time. There's still tickets to get up there. If you guys want to get up there, make sure you wear your orange and black. There will definitely be a lot of city up North up there because they've got the game. they the, uh, they're playing in a, uh, the Hall of Fame game, and they've got Joe Thomas going in as well. But uh, I, I do expect a, a really good chunk of orange and black in that stadium as well. Yeah, speaking of that, has anybody talked to Bengals Mike Cart? You know, did he ever forgive Joe for his comments last year? You know what? We, we need to dig He's going to Canton? Tony, we, we need to hunt him down. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we, need to, we need to search that one up for sure. <laughs> we got to bring him back, man. That, that was fun last year. All right, talked about the Hall of Fame. Got a couple more things to hit on, guys, and uh, we'll move on. But there's a – see if I can find the links here. Uh, what else do we want to hit on? Oh, uh, the – I know a lot of you guys are planning to do road trips this year. Uh, real quick reminder, if you're going to San Francisco, we're planning for a lot of different things. But if you're planning going to San Francisco, we've got the wine event going on that Saturday night. And I am literally going to post a link in there. The, the link – it's getting close to being completely sold out. We had a very limited number of spots available. Um, so I just post that link in there. If you guys are thinking about going to San Francisco for the game that Saturday night, we've got a 25, 30,000 foot wine cave, the biggest wine cave in Napa Valley. Um, music, food, uh, all kinds of stuff going on. And I think Trish and I are going to spend pretty much all day in Napa Valley around different, different wineries. Tom, come on. We need to get you up there, get some escargot, some snails and wine. It's perfect. I will, just like you, I will, you know, you're going to the correct coast to see your new grandchild. Uh, you know, my, mine, right. mine's here, so uh, I'll, I'll be here uh, being round two, round two of a grandfather. Uh, during that <laughs> there you go. I get it. I get it. Uh, Tony, let's talk about our next charity duck race. Well, first of all, let's just kick off and just tell everybody where we're at in our, our number year to date. Yeah, so we're right at a little bit over 35,000. Um, that's a 10 charities. We're starting our 11th charity um, this week. 
um, for our new duck race. So, um, who day nation and all the fans out there, keep it up. You guys are doing a really great job and uh, contributing to our efforts to, to reach our goal of 150 this year. Um, so our new charity uh, duck race, which uh, kicked off Friday is for the complete athlete. Um, this is a foundation that, um, works with um, schools, uh, high schools, colleges, and it's around pr- providing information and actually a uh, kind of like an app program uh, to help coaches and athletic directors and other um, coaching staff to recognize uh, mental issues that, um, you know, not only uh, the outside of the athletes, but, you know, athletes, they have issues as well that they work through. And if anybody's watching the Netflix um, quarterbacks, um, you know, the Minnesota, uh, cousins, he's, he's very open about, you know, him meeting with a psychologist and keeping him in tune. And this, uh, this app helps, helps, uh, the college athletes and high school athletes keeping track and help uh, recognize when there's issues there. Um, you know, it's not only your body and, and toning your muscles and learning the game, but also, uh, around your mental state as well. So it's a good organization. Uh, we're giving away a, uh, Boomer, a Sison, um, signed mini helmet. And um, the foundation is giving a Chad Johnson signed jersey. Um, so it's kind of a ring of honor theme, um, so to speak, with Boomer and Chad going in. And that jersey is pretty, uh, pretty awesome. It's got a lot of different signatures on that. So, um, you know, same duck race as ever. Um, just go in there, log in, buy your duck, get it on the pond. And um, on 8-8, um, we'll be able to uh, have that race and, uh, you know, do some more good for them. We uh, put that link in the chat uh, comment area as well. So if you don't, if you didn't see it on any of the social media platforms, uh, it's in the it's in the comment section for you right now to click on it and, and get yourself a duck. We'd uh, be awesome to get sixty plus ducks like we did for Ted Karras since he hats uh, like we did uh, last week as well. So keep it going. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Appreciate everything you guys are doing supporting these things. And it's just uh, we got some. Uh, probably definitely before the end of this, before the season kicks off here, we're going to go through a schedule. Tony's going to go. We've worked really hard putting things together. Tony's kind of putting things in a spreadsheet, but we put together a schedule uh, every week, what charities we're working on, uh, working with uh, during the season. So you'll have some clarity on, on who we're working with and when. And, uh, and we got some other, we got some local businesses trying to get involved in helping us with this as well. So, more to come. We hope to have that some of the stuff more finalized and share some of the things that are going on with the tailgate, uh, the charities. Uh, but we're going to have probably a big segment coming up on that probably the next three or four weeks, uh, two to four weeks for sure, before the season starts. Um, also wanted to hit on, guys, we, we really can't forget about uh, Ken Anderson. So congratulations to, to Ken Anderson being uh, – it's trimmed down to uh, the 12, 12 uh, finalists at this point. And uh, they're going to go from 12 to – Three, uh, August 22nd, right, Tom? Yeah. So, you know, get out there and holler for Ken Anderson. We're going to focus a little more on Kenny right after we celebrate Ken Riley this next week. But so, yeah, get out there and support. You know, it's it's really a no-brainer that he belongs there. There's no solid argument against it. So, you know, please get out there for, for Kenny Anderson, all of his accomplishments, his class, his strength, NFL MVP, franchise quarterback and hall of fame quarterback. So happy for him. Hopefully the, the voters have the, the wisdom this year to uh, make him one of the three finalists. He certainly more than deserves it. And uh, we can show the voters this coming week, uh, how rabid and knowledgeable Cincinnati fans are celebrating Ken Riley and pushing for Ken Anderson. 
And then in the modern ballot, Willie Anderson. Yep. Good stuff, man. Uh, he's, I mean, he has to continue to proceed, man. So he's in the, he's doing everything. He's in, he's in the final 12 right now. We got to get him in that top three. Uh, that's critically important. So I, I know I'm putting a lot of links in here, guys. Uh, just put another one in here for you. So I wanted to just really talk about, uh, uh, the shirts, uh, the tailgate shirts, and and just kind of show this real quick. So Tony, uh, Tony has shirt here, awesome. Let's uh, let's roar uh, shirt. His uh, any shirts being sold through Cincy Shirts uh, donations portion of those those proceeds go directly to Maddie's house for Tony, uh, and then the tailgate shirt specifically donations uh, portions of the proceeds of that go to uh, Ken Anderson Alliance for clarity. We make zero dollars as usual. What's that? What Tom, right? That's we make zero dollars. Uh, uh, you know, we worked it out with Cincy Shirts that a piece of whatever we could get out of those shirts go directly to Ken Anderson Alliance and Maddie's house. And at the end of the year, just like last year, it was over $2,200 that Cincy Shirts cut a check for directly to uh, Ken Anderson Alliance. Same thing this year, guys. And uh, the shirts were going really good. Last I was told, the very first day, there was over 40, 35, 40 shirts. The very first day, uh, those shirts went on. So get on there. There's more than a, just those two shirts. There's like maybe four or five uh, shirts on on that Sensory Shirt links that I just put in there. Uh, get on there. Support support a good cause. And, uh, you know, show, show your orange and black. Support the tailgate. Support everything, man. We, we appreciate you guys being part of it. Um, big announcement, guys. We uh, It's time. Is it next week? We, we change our schedule slightly, right? This is our last Sunday show. We normally wait till the season starts, but with uh, Ken Riley going into the Hall of Fame and so forth on a long weekend next weekend, this is our last Sunday evening show. We'll be transitioning to our our in-season regular night of Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. So a week from this coming Tuesday, uh, please join us. You know, Jimmy, I, I think we've got – do we have one guest? Solid that we can announce or we need to hold off a couple more days. Uh, let's just say we're going to have two really, really big names on well, next week. technically three. Yeah, potentially three, but two, yeah. two. So I will – that's going to get firmed up here very, very soon, early in the week. And we should be able to announce that hopefully by Wednesday or Thursday at the latest. Okay. But, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll see everybody Tuesday night. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that out on social media, and we'll make sure this connection between StreamYard, our podcast uh, – technology connects uh with with facebook there's there's some connection issue going on so real quick and one thing we man, I, man we had a long list of things to talk about tonight so thanks for hanging with us everybody uh finally they made the announcement guys let's watch the video here real quick Goosebumps can't wait. Monday night, baby. Yeah, White Tiger's going to come out, I think. Yeah. I think we all fairly probably knew that was going to happen, but uh, that's the uh, the Rams versus the Bengals Super Bowl rematch with the Icy White, as Mitch Wilcox would tell you, uh, his favorite uniforms uh, that Monday night. Ring of Honor night, too. Yep, yep, yep. Ring of Honor and at the tailgate, Trailer Park Floozies and a sea of white at the tailgate. That was really cool to see last year as well. So a lot of stuff going on. So Tony and I uh, yesterday started gathering some more two-minute warnings. Tony went around videoing some, some people here. So uh, Tony, I'm going to randomly do this, but 
I'm going to have to pick the one I like the best that had the most energy, but uh, we're just, if I can find it, I can't see. Here it is right here. Here we go. Two minute warning. This is a two minute warning. Third down guy wins it. Third down guy wins it. Let's get it kicked off. Go ahead, Tony. Two-minute warning. Yeah, so what a great week. Uh, we've uh, got to uh, come together again at the stadium. Hot day, but uh, lots of people showed up to represent. New renovations, uh, the Ring of Honor, white uh, tiger helmet uh, release. It's uh, it's just awesome. Can't wait for the, the season to get started. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. Uh, be able to go down there and represent Bengal Nation as we watch one of the greats get into the Hall of Fame. So just looking forward to it all. So who day, baby? Who day? Tom? Like uh, like Tony said, it's great to get it going. It was great to have a giant sigh of relief that uh, while it'd be great to have Joe Burrow 100% for all of camp and all of the season, uh, we'll settle just for 100% of him all of the season. So he'll be back. I would give it a month, and, and that's you know, an amateur doctor, but reading the tea leaves, uh, let's give him a month. Let's not put him in there and, and, and risk him anymore, and I think he'll be ready for the Browns. Sounds like the guys are, are up and going. We have uh, every training camp, you have a guy this year. It sounds like on the offense, it's James Casey, a tight end, uh, a free agent uh, signing last year who's catching everybody's eye and catching every ball thrown his way. And on defense, two corners. D.J. Turner out of Michigan. Uh, people are very impressed with him. And also uh, another corner, D.J. Ivey from Miami, a seventh-round pick. So um, nothing is uh, nothing is slowing down. I'm sorry, the tight end is Tanner Hudson. But uh, nonetheless, from the player personnel standpoint, uh, the Bengals keep bringing guys in. They keep buying into the system. They keep contributing. And I can't wait for week one. It ain't going to be easy, but I can't wait for week one against Cleveland. Yeah, with you. And, guys, I am so sorry about tonight. There was a lot of viewer questions I did not get to. Uh, but there is a question right now from Tom McGill. Uh, it says, how far is the Cincinnati Zoo away from Paycor Stadium? People could tell me that he keeps coming to the games and skip, skips out on the zoo. Tom? Bring the family, go to the zoo. It's only a couple miles away from the stadium. It's up in uh, the Clifton area. It's beautiful. My wife and our family have season passes to the zoo. It's a great time. It's definitely worth carving out some time while you're in town to get to the best zoo in in the United States of America, maybe even top five in the entire world. So great zoo. City of the, the zoo does a really good, really good job. So, guys, I'm just going to say it was great seeing yesterday, everybody. Everybody yesterday it was just cool to hang out, man. We just – Got together at the the Blind Pig and O'Malley's hanging out. Uh, everybody was so excited. Everybody was had their helmets and their stuff they wanted autographed, and uh, everybody was so excited to be out yesterday. I'm sure the pro shop was crazy busy. I didn't even stop by the pro shop yesterday. It was, I, I'm going to stay away on game days and practice. Even they got thirty thousand people down there. Uh, again, reminder: if you're able to get up to the Hall of Fame just for the day, up there and back to get to the induction ceremony, you don't have to go to the parade or anything else. That induction ceremony is important, man. Let's show our support. Uh, for Ken Riley and his family and the organization. And, and to be honest, he's representing people like Lamar Parrish, Ken Anderson, Willie Anderson, Chad Johnson, Corey Dillon, uh, Max Montoya, Isaac Curtis, all these other guys that should be in the Hall of Fame. They're all watching this, guys. So let's get up there and support uh, our Bengal legends and let's support Ken Riley and his family uh, this Saturday up in Canton uh, for the induction ceremony, which I think starts around noon. And, guys, remember, next Tuesday – 
Uh, Mitch Wilcox was awesome tonight. Thank you guys for being here with us. Next Tuesday, we go from Sunday to Tuesday for the rest of the year now. And we've got uh, a few big guests uh, coming your way uh, next Tuesday. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Who day, everybody? Who day? Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.